And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And so another men's season finished. Off-season's already uh, started uh, with all its ups and downs. And we've got the AFLW kicking off this, this weekend. It's uh, it's a big show, and unfortunately you and I don't have as much time as normal to talk about it. Yeah. No, we're strictly limited to half an hour this week, um, so I'll just cut straight to the chase and start talking about the Ruckman. No, I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> but it was – I did – it feels like forever now. We've had – since the game, we've had um, All-Australian. We've already had a delisting. We've already had a signing. Um, there's been lots happening in football this week, and, of course, we had Man Monday. Hats off to Jack Brimwalt for the dimmer mm. costume yeah, uh, and well the sausages because the sausages can't be cooked any, any more different other ways. Very droll. Well done. Um, but yeah. I do want to go back to the game is I quite enjoyed it. And we didn't know when we reported the podcast we were going to get two debutants, but that certainly improved no, it for that, me. That, that was quite good fun and honestly more uh, than I expected, especially since they kind of they play similar uh, positions. But, yeah, that, that was the, the younger team. Uh, yeah, it was a very competitive game. We were just a just a hair's breadth under Port Adelaide in average age and game experience, which was a nice mm. change. Yeah, uh, and look, uh, we were within a goal um, with nine minutes left, uh, which was what tantalising uh, and frustrating. Well, the inside fifties um, by yeah. seven, I think it was, um, yeah. and. You know, we, we lost about by the margin, margin on expected shots. But, yeah, we, we could have done better if we kicked better for goal, as, as you've oh, remarked yeah. me offline. Yeah, our, our, set shotting, our set shot goal kicking was pretty inept, even by um, the lowly standards that we've set for ourselves in the past month. Mm. Uh, covered the spread nicely, which was handy. And one thing I will miss about this error is you could almost guarantee if this is sort of – your bag, and I don't want to dwell on it because we don't encourage gambling, but you can always guarantee with Richmond that the other team's midfielders will get plenty of touches. So if you combine that with a cover, it's, it was a lucrative afternoon. So, yeah, enjoyed it all around. It was. Actually, I I didn't come away particularly impressed by Port Adelaide, actually. They, you know, the gun, gun young midfielders, notwithstanding. Not um, yeah, and I'm, I'm not a betting man, but... Um, if I was, I'd, I'd be taking a really close look at the over for Brisbane this weekend. Yeah, and you didn't like them uh, before the game either, you noticed. Yeah. Um, uh, so, anyway, I think let's talk about a couple of the young players, I think. Well, nod to Dusty, but we'll talk about Dusty mm. in a little while. But another vintage performance, 33 disposals, led the great uh, team, uh, all comers on score involvements, uh, has finished... Um, top five in the AFL and score involvements uh, by the end of the year and still doesn't make the All-Australian team. Come back to that. Um, but who stood out to you amongst the young kids? Well, I think you have to... He's he's younger than Trezai's, Um But uh, Thompson Dow's obviously far more experienced. But, uh, and we've, we've had a, a few best game of his career nominations in the last couple of weeks, but um, this one was worth a uh, got a coach's vote, and I thought actually was his best game, not 
notwithstanding uh, a poor chase in the second quarter that uh, Dermot Brereton pointed out. Um, but yeah. And hats, yeah. hats off to Dermy. He's one of the few commentators left who'll do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I agree too. Well, Dim, uh, Mini said it as well, and Mini's coached mm-hmm. in his whole career, so, you know, not a bad judge. The, the still, like, was exciting as, you know, someone yeah. who's gone up and down on Thompson Dow, uh, led all, but led every player on the ground with five centre square clearances, which, of course, are high, the highest leverage clearances, uh, have um, plus 10, I think it was at 13 contested possessions. Um Got inside, cracked in. He still some of his hand passes are a bit weak. Um, and well, I, 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 I had the I had the same note about some of his when he kicks around the corner. He often doesn't get much traction on it. Yeah, so I just want to like he needs to work on his core strength. And hmm. I know he's getting to the age where he's not. It's not going to get much better. But hopefully that is something he can he can well, improve. 20, 21, yes, they're still yeah, a bit but could. There's still a bit there. There's hope, and he might be allowed to fill But core strength is one of those, you know, some mm. the people who really have it have it oh, quite yeah, young. As, um, but there was there was enough there, so it was good on him. A bit of promise. Mm. Like we remember, this is a good thing about doing a podcast. Is you remember what your opinions, the change of opinions over time, and we had him. Uh, I, I I had to make a sort of. Oh, there is still a chance we won't get delisted. Case, uh, I think about yep. ten weeks ago. Uh, so I think he's come a long way. Yeah, no, he's he's firmly in the re- retained uh, case for me. Um, oh, now absolutely couldn't agree more. Um, John B. Brown or Trezise next? Because uh, I'm I'm happy to do either. And look, I was I was really pleased uh, for both of them. Look, it wasn't wasn't mistake free for either of them but they both they both stepped up from the VFL and demonstrated the things they were doing well uh, at VFL which was really pleasing like the Browns uh, Tom Brown's kicking looked looked composed uh, and clearly of AFL standard which was which was really nice to see and and Trezise cracked in really hard, which he does. Um, I still think his kicking motion is is looser, and there's a seems he seems at greater risk of of shanking it. But yeah, no, he um he looked he looked athletic, and he, he attacked the contest. And yeah, I I thought it, I thought it was a nice debut for both of them. And and look the um. Uh, a mutual friend of ours um, complained about having coaches doing the um, the presentation before a game, which, look, it is a bit trickier for interstate games, but uh, look, the... Uh, I they could have had Shane Edwards do it. Uh, <laughs> could have had Shane Edwards. Oh, I, I thought um, Kane Lamed did a, did a nice job, and the, the, whole, the whole thing was a pretty nice occasion. Yeah, so just on... Like the, there was a bit of recency bias, I think, in the perception of Brown's game because he had that horrible turnover in the last that sort of led to the ceiling goal. But until then, I, I agree. Like his disposal, like he had fourteen for the game, but he he looked. I I remember in the yeah, it must have been the first quarter, but um, I said, oh, he's one of those guys who looks better at the next level um, because 
you get more you get you get more quality ball to yourself, mm. and so you, you know if you can kick well, uh, um, and the player has more structure and your teammates are of more even quality, um, I think he is the kind of Look, sort of on bigger, a b- bigger, very limited bigger crowd, bigger grounds, um, often better conditions uh, with wind, um, yeah, teammates better at making space, yeah, there's yeah. a whole host of reasons. I mean, we all know, we, we both love the uh, Richmond VFL players, but you are at times kicking to a plumber or, or getting kicks off a plumber. Um, mm. And, yeah, I, I think on a limited sample size, he looked like the next level up. And uh, another mate of ours who was neutral watching the game uh, commented that Trezard's looked really good at level, and um, mm. I, I agree. Um, so, yeah, it was they were both uh, promising. And you expect maybe Trezard's to have a reasonable debut because he's a older recruit, but you know, good on both of them. It was, it was lovely to see them out it's there. Worth, it's worth noting um, Trezai's, Trezai's tried out for the Dandenong Stingrays and didn't make the squad um, four years ago. Like, he, he spent no time whatsoever in any sort of elite uh, pathway. Um, yeah, you know, even, you know, Coulthard we talked about, but he'd, he'd played... Um, Juniors and then reserves at SANF and NFL uh, on and off. Um, but no, he's Trezise is a genuine uh, bush bush footy smoky, and he's come come down to the Richmond VFL team and just impressed from the moment he stepped in the door. I'd say, yeah, he's he's done really well for himself. Well, we do seem to have a uh, we the critics do seem to have a KPI to get people. This year to have got people uh, to get a senior debut out of the person with the most obscure background possible, um, yeah. and uh, and Bracky was a was another long shot which unfortunately didn't come through. Um, who else do you want to talk about? Sam Banks got his first goal. Congratulations, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, was a was a well taken goal. Um, some he uh, he didn't get a ton of football, uh, but some of his field kicking kicking was lovely. Right? It was, yeah, it was. Was it and and imp- we we clearly recruited for some foot skills uh, with some of our uh, 2021 draftees. Yeah, um, I think Taranto and Hopper both looked a bit tired. Um, not outstanding uh, games. Uh, no, um, although I was really impressed uh, when Banks uh, got his goal. And uh, Taranto was called. Taranto everyone. pulled pulled everyone in. Yeah, yeah. Was that was oh, really that, nice. That was it. That was really good. Um, uh, Soldo continues to be surprisingly productive up forward. I know. Um, and also led, uh, also led um, uh, all players on the ground feet outs to advantage. Um, like I'm, I can't make the argument that he's better than Nank. You know I would if I could, but because Nank <laughs> got so much of the ball. But uh, his efficiency as a ruckman is better than Nank's. In fact, in... Um, you know, score launches for Statnik, which is yep. basically you start the possession to get. Now, it is, in fairness, dominated by Rucks um, because, you know, they get a hit out to advantage, leads to a goal. Um, so the top five players are, are on score launches per game. Uh, so this is, you 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 have the first touch that leads to a goal. Um, Soto's in the top five. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- we should, look, we, we do it often, but uh, Jaden Short was an absolute pig um, with over over 700 um, metres gained. Um, 
Uh, did you did you mean uh, I forget, but did you mention um Thompson Dow second on the team in intercepts? No, I didn't actually. I, I saw it on the sheet after I'd stopped talking about him. So <laughs> it was one of those you forget bit. No, great. Um mm. so lots of promise. Um anyone else you want a bit of an almost game for Shay Shay? Um Yeah. It was, uh, it, was it was frustrating. Um look the the you mentioned about the all all Australian discussion. Um, as as frustrating as some of Shay's goal kicking has been, uh, like picking Luke Bruce uh, in the all Australian squad uh, ahead of him, it just um, just I don't know. Um, okay. Bruce... So did, let, let's let's have this conversation. Um, I was going to save it, but if you take out. If you take uh, all forwards, like actual forwards, mm. uh, and exclude the talls, Shea is the best player, has got the best player rating in the AFL. Mm. He's high on the uh, score involvements. He obviously kicked plenty. Um, to him not to even make the 44. Um, and I was worried that Lusty's, Dusty's great surge, because you do get – like, and we should make here that all Australian – like, it's just a bit of a laugh, right? It's It doesn't really matter, but it's it's – there's been lots of debate about this week. So I actually thought Shea was the stiffest of anyone. Mm. Not as stiff as Tom Lynch last year, not making the team, having set uh, the second highest uh, contestant marks per game in history. Um, admittedly, it's only a 13-year stat. Mm. But um, so Shea was definitely it was definitely robbed to not make it in, in the slew of midfielders who made it because that, that seemed how they pick it. Because the thing about, yes, midfielders get the most stats, but they also get the opportunity to get the most stats. Mm. Like m- midfielders get the least accountable marking outside the centre square. Out- once the stoppage is over, they have the most um, license to run free and get the ball. So yes, they have the dominant stats. But like you can't compare a guy who has to work off the half forward for most of the game and then turn uh, to to what a midfielder is. So I thought uh, he was very unfair. And then Dusty to not make um, the twenty two. Th- 22, when two of the half forwards he made it, one was Track, who does at least kick a few goals, but the other mm. was Rosie, who, who, and they both spend, they both spend 60% of that, do 60% of center clearances. They're clearly midfielders, whereas Dusty is like less than 20%. And they're playing on the half forward flank in front of Dusty, who was like dominating the, um, I think he was the best player in the AFL and score involvement per game, or mm. uh, uh, the best non non key forward in, um, uh, I've got the stats, but yeah, the best non-key forward in um, in score involvements per game. Like he had a really good year. Now he missed a few games, but he was very unlucky. Yeah. Oh, he missed three games. Like he 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 had a really. Look, I feel with both um, Dusty Dusty and Shay, the you know included a finals team. Um, that that have both got uh, more consideration. Um. Yeah, but the, by, by the way, in offensive 1v1, so that's we've talked mm. about a stat defensively, but uh, Dusty has by far the highest win rate of any player who gets a lot of offensive 1v1s. Um, in the competition? Yep. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, he does. Yep. Comparing, like, Bruce had 10 more goals than Bolton, uh, but uh, 270 less disposals. 
Yeah, they they went. I mean, they gave Charlie Cameron as well because because he kicked a ton of goals. They they their definition seemed to be either midfielder or a guy who kicked a lot of goals. Not thinking yeah. that actually not, there are genuine genuine half forwards attacking half forwards who set up the play. Yeah, mm. so I, I was annoyed by that. What did you think about? T- so sorry, we're running out of time, and I didn't want to dwell mm. on it. Um, well, actually, I did want to have a longer. I did want to dwell on it because I, I crunched Duranto's stats about five different ways, and I convinced myself mm. uh, twice um, on both sides of the argument about Toronto making it. Um, but w- what did you think about R- Richo took up the cause, and I think it's great that he did. Like he, mm. that's what he should do, uh, and um, he should fly the flag. But what did you think of TT not getting a Guernsey in the forty-four? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty unlucky. Look, he didn't, uh, the narrative didn't help because he, he tailed off a little bit, uh, yep. at, at the end of the season. I think the, the narrative got him, but it, it was still like, you know, 29 disposals a game, seven tackles, six clearances, 19 goals for the season. Right. Yeah. Yes. There are. Um, justifiable quibbles about his tackling, but he had a really good season, and and better than better than some of the ones who made the forty squad. No, I don't. Uh, the best twenty two is probably a bridge too far, but yeah. What's wrong with his tackling? No, no, his tackling is great. Yeah, he's kicking. Oh, sorry, I, oh, kicking. Oh, you said hmm. I, I must have missed. Oh, sorry, I must um, have. Uh, or I you said, but yeah. It, 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 yeah, like, um, and sort of you look at the combination of pressure acts, mm. tackling, and the fact he kicked 19 goals, it's all really strong. The one thing I, I looked at, like, his play rating's not great, um, as we've discussed many times, like, not nearly as good as almost all the other players, except Jack Viney, and I'll come to them in a second. And the reason the player's not great is that if, if you look at his kicking efficiency, it is bad. Like it is mm. 10% worse than the kind of his peers or the guys who are inside pigs. And some of them, he's 20% worse. So it is, that's why it kills him his ratings. Now, if you look at that definitionally, it's an ineffective kick. If, if you kick it longer than 40 meters and it goes to the contest, that's fine. If it's less than 40 meters, um, you have to retain possession mm. for it to be called effective so it's really a question that i can't answer but what kills him is those 30 meter hack kicks out of the contest mm. now you can make an i you can make an argument either way for them but that's that's what's happening in his game and it also it, it juices his disposal statistics so you can make your own judgment about the tactical value of that so that that's that's what's driving mm. uh that sort of thing that we talked about anyway yeah. that was all i want to say about that he was he was definitely I, I both yeah, I mean, like he's and he's uh, far more effective forward than a lot of midfielders. You know, he averaged nearly nearly a goal and a mark uh, per game inside football, inside fifty, and um, his conversion was was pretty decent uh, as yeah, well. And, so, hmm. and and he's not quite as bad, but Jack Viney's a massive butcher as well. Um, yeah. Doesn't get as many clearances and didn't kick as many goals. He got more. He got some other better stats, but. If I if I had a choice, you know, and I think most people would be this, you know, playing a match for your life, and you're picking, you're down, you, and you have a choice between Jack Viney or Tim Taranto. I think most people would pick Tim Taranto, wouldn't they? I don't know. Yeah. I think Jack Viney yeah. gets a bit of na- na- name recognition, but anyway, he was only in the forty-four anyway, so don't want to overdo it. But yep, moving on. We've Look, only got half an hour. Of... I'm sorry for distracting. Yeah. Look, uh, just a couple of things to finish on. 
look, the um, if Dan Rioli was a racehorse, they would have put out bought out the curtain sometime. <laughs> oh my god, he he's done this so many for the second half of the year. Looked like he's dead and buried, and then suddenly like burst out like, like a greyhound out of the blocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, it's, or, it's an, or it's an Elvis concert. <laughs> yes. oh, I, I was thinking uh, like he's like a pro wrestler who has just kept coming yeah, back yeah. in matches. <laughs> he's sort of like, anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, Noah Bolter as forward. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's good I, first half. Yeah. And one thing... It, he did nullify Alaire's intercept game mm. a bit. Yeah. Um, so it was fine. I don't think we learned anything. It was probably marginally better than I expected, but yeah, mm. um, jury's out. Yeah. Look, the, um, also mentioned quickly the the VFL um, season came to an end as, as well with a, with a loss to Collingwood after an early start. Um, not having yeah, any... I thought they did well to be in the game at halftime, considering yeah. who they had. They, their 15, team's decimated. 15 to 8 uh, AFL listed, listed players and no uh, AFL listed midfielders at all. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, they just... Yeah. Ran a, there, wasn't, ran... there wasn't a betting market on the game. It was so... I think it was so lopsided. Yeah. Um, look, Noah Cumberland... Um, uh, lively all day. Sam, Samson Ryan, um, uh, you know, was was pretty effective uh, as a ruck, but yeah. Um, what was? Oh, and and Marlon Pickett played very well. Um, uh, after after he got dropped, but look, the uh, um, in what unfortunately, um. Uh, was his uh, final game as a AFL listed player, but um, Kalen Kalen Bradkey um, kicked an absolutely eye popping game. You know, bursting on, along the half forward uh, flank and flank and kicking a lovely goal, and yet only had three disposals for the game. So, unfortunately, a bit of an encapsulation of of uh, his time with Richmond. Feels like we hardly knew him and how he's yeah. gone. But Bush, he, he, Bush, Bush Coleman. Um, yeah. He got he got to play on Punt Road Oval wearing the yellow and black in front of the Jack Dyer stand where the legends have all played their trades. So good on him. Yeah. Um look so yeah, they announced they announced today um that uh he he was delisted and also the uh with an announcement uh, that we'd signed uh, a basketball player, Oliver Hayes Brown, who's spent a couple of years uh, as a development player with the, the Perth Wildcats in the in the NBL. Um, uh, he's originally from um, uh, down down Frankston Way uh, originally. Um, is enormous. Um, He's sort of halfway in between Ivan Soldo and Mate Kalina in terms of size, but if you um, and has but a, at least they have have actually been AFL players his size, which is slightly reassuring. Yeah, he's 
yeah, he's he's quite similar in size to Max Gorn, um, 208 centimetres, 114 kilos. He does have the magnificent mullet. Um, yeah, and and look, honestly, he looks he looks like a lot of the other big man basketballers that you see make the swap over, like um, reasonably reasonably mobile, but not particularly explosive um, as an athlete. Um, yeah, has has some fluidity as a basketball player, um, you know, which may translate. But yeah, it's who's to who's to say how how he runs that that that'll be a, a big question that it's impossible to to tell from. Uh, When's the last time he played? Yeah, um, one of which he travelled in. Um, when did he? Um... When did he last play footy, do you know? Uh, I haven't seen it written anywhere official, but I think when he was 15. Okay. Mm. All right. It'll be uh, be interesting. There are rumours yeah. about Soldo um, going elsewhere next year, which would break my heart. Please don't do it, Richmond. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, after two to three years of mourning, I may be able to find a new love in the Richmond mm. Rocking Division. Well, and particularly if he's large and has a magnificent mullet. Yeah, we'll see. Let's not put too much on on the kid. But yeah, to, uh, I, no, it's not about not putting stuff on the kid. It's not. I'm. I want Solo to stay so much, and yeah. I reckon that they the last few games are proof of concept that that the, he can play with Nank. Yeah. Um. Look, just finishing off the the last thing I wanted to to say on the VFL is to recommend people to look at the Steve Morris video. Um, wrapping up the the season, like he doesn't he doesn't say anything particularly insightful, but. Yeah, I've I've just become a really big fan of uh, Steve Steve Morris videos. Um, heartily second, uh, grumpy then uh, more chilled out. Steve has been a delight all year. Um, so AFLW starting this weekend. Unfortunately, uh, we're trying to organise one of our um, previous guests, um, uh, expert uh, guests on AFLW, but. Wasn't able to swing it for this week. Um, if we had had Sarah Black on this week, I would have probably asked her to give me some reassurance that slightly worrying preseason form um, isn't isn't something to be concerned about because it's hmm. well, we had a a draw to St Kilda and and a loss. To GWS, um, with a pretty close to round one side, and yeah, the ESPN's AFLW preview uh, today. Um, us and Brisbane, who were were playing this week, um, were were tipped as potential sliders on the on the season, and um, we're going in. Um, isn't, uh, 21-point underdogs uh, for this week's game up in uh, Brisbane. So, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm, I'm worried that we are um, we are a regression candidate. Yeah. So... Look, look, it's hard to say because that um, we had some we had some genuinely uh, impressive. Uh, wins 
uh, last season, but um, uh, we also, uh, you know, there was a we we went out of the the finals in in straight sets, and um, neither neither game was was particularly close. Um, and look, the AFLW games are, are lower scoring, so you know you do. You, do, you are more likely to to get close games, but yeah, our, our record in in close games last year was was very good. So maybe yeah, it was well actually. In fairness, it was a bit of recency, but I just checked. It was three and one, and we did we did lose oh, that game. That heart turn two. What was the other one? Uh, the uh, we actually started pretty slow. Lost to Geelong well, by the... four and Adelaide by nine. I I wouldn't count that as I, I think it has to be one score game to be a considered a close game. Uh, but yeah, the Geelong game was heartbreaking, and that was obviously we we mm. um, we we actually dominated that game on the inside fifties without yeah, checking. So yeah, look, and we we had a draw uh, as well, so we didn't. So all it's go three out, three it's three one and one. Yeah, um, mm. yeah. So and the thing about that gives me a little bit of hope without the expertise of uh, Sarah Black or, or like minded is. Last year, we had an All-Australian who hadn't played AFLW before. Yeah, that's true. In, in the last year. So, so random stuff happens, um, is all I'm saying. Um, so mm-hmm. that's what... And it, it hasn't felt like that because the, the comp's so lopsided. Astro, I was interested in you, AFLW... Uh, sorry, the AFL football manager. Have, um, the first One of the first things she said is AFLW scoring is, um, is a worry. And... Hmm. Yeah, whatever. I'm not getting engaged in that, but I actually think the lopsided matches. Like, I don't mind watching a close. You know, international hmm. football, soccer does just fine, scoring a couple of goals a game. But the, grinding, it, it needs to be close games. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't, I, I don't mind the low scoring, but I, I would, pref- I, I don't like thinking you've got no hope going into a game. No, that that's true. And um, look, it, it, there's no denying it was, it was a. It was an extremely um, close. Uh, well, you know, we had we had quite a few um, uh, close games, but it, it was just a, a really fun um, season. Um, unfortunately, it was. Now, now, I was going to ask you, Nick, like a, a few players you're excited about for this season. I know we're running out of time, so well, look, for, for, um, the, for, for the first game. <sighs> Look, the the replacing Courtney Wakefield's uh, the big question because she she had the the ultimate um, going out on your sword uh, season as a as a thirty five year old. She had her she had her best season in in AFLW. Um, so replacing her is a, a big question. And we got we got Caitlin uh, Greiser and and Courtney Jones. Um, to to give a bit of juice in the forward line, and yeah, look, Wakefield was clearly better than Greiser last year. So, and although I I like Jones quite a bit, although she's only been named on the extended bench for for this week. So yeah, that's that's something I'm I'm keeping an eye on. Um, they uh sort of other uh. Well, the the other the other new player uh, in the team from another club, Molly Molly Eastman, who's a who's an ex um, 
Sydney defender, um, uh, you know, potentially solid. Um, the one I'm kind of most interested in is um, actually a fairly recently signed top-up player who we mentioned briefly before, but um, Charlie uh, Wicksteed, who's, who's actually got, when they were interviewing the AFLW players uh, about who they were looking forward to, she actually got a bit of love and, yeah, she's she's and she's clearly a very good athlete. She's a former elite hockey player. Um, yeah, so I'd be I'd be interested in her if uh, she gets a game. But yeah, I think otherwise the you know seeing seeing the younger players step up like Stella Reed had a pretty good um, second season uh, last year. Ellie McKenzie. Um, had some really good uh, moments. Laura McClelland uh, down back. Um, you know, let sort of less slashy players like Kate, Caitlin Cox and Beth Lynch consolidated. But yeah, there's a lot of continuity in the team, and you'd think you'd think that'd be a good thing. Like sort of Sarah, Sarah Hoskins, sort of the only really important player uh, out of the team. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a bit worried. Yeah. Look, uh, I'm. Look, in fairness, we we lost the final to them by 17 points last year. So, mm. you know, uh, for, for what it's worth, I, that was uh, I think better than we actually expected before that um, mm. before that game. So that yeah, was in Brisbane. They've, so they've, they've lost some key players from from that team. Yeah, and the the will. I think part of the reason why. Uh, you know, we're, we're a regression candidate. Is the wheels fell off a bit um, in the the last game of the year and in the other in the North Elimination Final, um, which sadly is the might be the last AFLW game at um, Punt Road for a while. I'm a bit bit flat about that. I know. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not thrilled about playing it um, up to up to Soval, but oh well. Uh, it is. It, it is a it is, it is a quick turnaround to to go from playing a final to for deciding to play a final then and then deciding to not use it at all even when the stand hadn't been torn down yet. But no, well, maybe maybe they're they're too busy um, uh, preparing to dynamite the Jack Dyer stand to to open the ground. Um, but mm. um, no, it is. Right, yeah. Look, it is, and it is. It's tricky. It's not a very um, uh, kind reward from a, a, you know, you have a break, you go from uh, breakthrough first finals appearance to um, uh, away interstate away game against um, uh, one of the one of the traditional competition powerhouses. <laughs> like we've done us much favors, and then backing up with. Um, uh, one of the other competition powerhouses a week uh, later. So yeah, it it could be a pretty tough start to the season. Yeah, indeed. But I'm um, I'm glad. Like I really like the timing of the season now. I think it's yeah. It's, no, no. It's, and it's, starting it, off, starting off in in this weekend, uh, I really enjoy. It. Um, we have done we have done our traditional thing where we've spent, uh, I've spent more time talking about our, our top up rookie player than I have. Uh, about Mon Conti, who's um, clearly, clearly an elite player in the, the competition, and he's 
is is getting some some buzz to win uh, the competition best and fairest <laughs> this year. Oh well, you know, I think people know about her already. But uh, Sarah Black did put a number one in the yeah. AFL plating, so uh, AFLW players, so braving and uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not not just you. I think the you know we can, and she's still young, so mm. maybe that's part of where the improvement come from. Those and that more upward mm. uh, growth in in her game. So unfortunately, Andy's. Uh, connection finally gave up for good. So that was Andy, I'm Nick, Rear Richmond Tiger Talk.